Welcome to episode number 18 of the Technician Academy podcast hosted by ASE Master Technician Richard Young. This episode is powered by Auto Parts U. Quality reviews on quality parts for a quality price. AutopartsU.com. In this episode, Richard goes behind the scenes with Debbie Knoll. Debbie is the business manager at RE Knoll Auto Center. Debbie discusses her shop, how she got into the automotive business, and her favorite part of her job, interacting with her customers. Debbie also talks about the repair industry and her future goals as a shop owner. We hope that you enjoy this episode of the Technician Academy podcast powered by AutopartsU.com. Welcome to today's Technician Academy podcast. We're fortunate enough to have Debbie Knoll from Aerie Knoll Auto Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, she is the business manager of the business. Uh, her and her husband operate. Welcome, Debbie. Hi, Richard. How's the weather in Michigan today? It is perfect working weather. It's nice and cool. So you got the shop doors open and, and everyone's enjoying that. Yes, we do perfect day. So Debbie, give us a little history and and description of your business and location and what goes on there. We are in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we're in a busy residential area. We're right on the corner. Uh, My father-in-law started the business in 1976, and my husband began working there in 1978. In 2000, my husband had the opportunity to buy the rest of his family out, purchase the business, and he asked me if I'd be interested in it. I had never even thought about it because it wasn't something that I'd ever seen myself doing. So uh, it really hadn't been uh, associated with the automotive industry prior to that, other than your husband working in it? Correct. I had no experience in it whatsoever. So that could that could be uh, a little scary then. It was very scary. It was one of those situations where I kind of just thought I was going to pay the bills and help out in the shop a little bit. And as anybody knows that has a family business, it quickly evolved into more than that. And um, I was fortunate because we had a lot of opportunities to take different classes, both in management. And I took some automotive, just technical classes that I'm not technical at all. I'm probably the complete opposite of that, but it gave me a little bit of an understanding and I helped out as a service writer every once in a while. So um, just having a little bit more knowledge helped out a lot. Absolutely. And and I I got your contact information through Megan Meyer, who uh, spoke at a women in auto care conference in Nashville that you attended. Uh, how How was her presentation? Her presentation was great. It was so just really interesting and also uplifting to hear a young woman that was so passionate about automotive. But the thing that I really liked is she talked about the difference that she feels that she's making being a female out in the automotive world, letting people see her race and letting people see her working on her vehicles, but also knowing that she has a lot of other interests. So I just thought that as a woman, it was really great to see a younger woman that was that involved. Yes, and and, and from personal experience, her and her sister, Rachel, uh, they're both heavily involved in the racing industry. And, and uh, it is interesting to watch them put the gloves on and go to work on the car. Uh, and they, they do that regularly. So what, uh, I mean, being in the industry now for 17 years, uh, you know, I went to you guys' website. The, for the service or the auto center. And first off, I want to tell you, 
Excellent. Uh, it's very warming, very inviting. Uh, and, and one of the first banners that come up on the site is Honest Repair. So, uh, you know, I, I commend you for that site. And one of the things that I seen that was kind of interesting to me was it mentions a torch award. Can you tell the listeners what a torch award is? The Torch Award is for ethics, and it's through the Better Business Bureau. Um, we were, um, our name was put in by somebody, and I honestly don't know who it was. They don't tell you that. And they give you a very lengthy um, a very lengthy application to fill out, which is actually a really good thing because it makes you really take a hard look at your business, and you submit it, and then it goes to a committee, and you just wait to hear and um, we were runners up one year and then the next year we won and we just really felt that being part of the automotive industry and winning something like that was just really a great reflection on all of us, not just on our business. Yeah. And, and that's one thing like we've, I, we discussed before we started, uh, you know, ethics is something that, um, I think this industry as a whole uh, is looked down upon uh, sometimes, and, and that's sometimes caused by the media itself uh, or, or a repair shop that just doesn't operate very ethically. So it's great to see, and especially it tells me you, you was nominated twice, uh, runner-up once and, and won it once, but your customers have nominated you for that position or that award. And so that tells me not only is the website inviting, but evidently you're your customer service is inviting. Thanks. That's something that we've really been focused on. Um, when I started working in the industry 17 years ago, I really felt like um, automotive to a certain extent was more focused on the shop. Everybody knew the job that they had to do. And I think that there was uh, maybe less notice of what was going on with the customer with their time frame. And so we really worked as a as a business to kind of organize ourselves around making it more of a customer centric experience. And obviously, it's automotive. And as much as we want to uh, work around somebody else's schedule, we all know that doesn't always work out. But that's something and especially with the lives that people lead lately, it's really important that we honor the customer's time. Yeah, and, and that is very that is something that's extremely important to be respectful of the customer's time. Um, and, and another thing I want to mention about the website before we go on, and I've seen other automotive sites that uh, repair shops that have a maybe a blog or, or something, but you've got a blog and and it's very informative. Uh, what made you decide to start a blog? Honestly, it was SEO. I've read everything saying that a blog brings an SEO. I I just really struggled with the idea of me writing something about just car repair all the time. And so I agreed to do the blog if I could do it on my terms. And so I kind of write, it's almost free flow. I kind of see what's going on in the shop. I talk to my technicians. Sometimes my technicians will have a topic and they'll say, you know, maybe this is something we should address this week or let's talk about this customer experience. And I've talked about shopping for shoes. It's just kind of whatever I want it to be. Um, the, the one reason that we do it though, too, is part of our social media is we want people to feel like they know us a little bit if they go online. So that creates a little bit more comfort when they come into our shop. 
So um, with our, we have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and we just really try to maybe put a little piece of ourselves out there and just kind of see that we're real people doing real jobs and we're really focused on our customers. Yeah, and this, this industry has always been a personal industry. I mean, people knowing people and people talking to people. And, and like I said, with the advantageous use of those social medias, um, you know, it really, it really can give the customer some comfort in in taking their vehicle there, or you know, uh, someone from out of town and and their child is in in the area and having car trouble. You know, to pull up that website, I would feel comfortable sending my daughter there, uh, just from what I see on the website. So a little bit, you mentioned technicians. How many technicians and how many bays is the shop? Uh, we have seven bays, and we have we have four technicians that work. In the bays, but both of our service visors are also technicians. I'm the only one in the shop that's not a technician. Well, and that's uh, that's having service advisors that understand what the technician is going through. That's extremely important, and again, shows your customer centered and and how how you're operating the business. So, what do you? I mean, you've been in this position as the business manager for 17 years. What do you enjoy about the industry now? couple things that I enjoy about it. I I really like the people. I I like the customers, but I also just really like the people in automotive. We've been going since we started since I started working in the industry, I really felt the need to learn more about it because I as I grew into the position, I learned that I had a lot to learn. And the more people that I got to know, you go to conferences and you go to meetings and BDG meetings and these types of things, and you just really get to understand that the people in this industry are really passionate about it, and they're just really terrific people. And um, the other thing I like about it is it's just a constantly changing industry. It's interesting. I was just talking to somebody a while ago and, and talking about how what I do has evolved, and I said 17 years ago, my biggest advertising decision every single year was how big our yellow page ad was going to be. And it it's changed so much in the last 17 years. And that's something I really like about it. You kind of don't know what's coming down the pike at you sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's, that's extremely true. Uh, you know, I, I can, being in this industry as long as I have, I remember when we were actually doing tune-ups on cars and, and now that's kind of an unheard of thing, but you know, your technicians and you said you had four of them, mm-hmm. they have to continually update themselves and, and being ready for the next model that's going to roll into the door. How important is a technician that's properly trained? I don't even think you can overstate how important the training is. That's something that we have constant conversations about at our shop. Um, we work on everything. We started out primarily as an import shop, but we've evolved and we probably still do about 65 to 70% imports. So it's really important to our, to, to our business and to the technicians that they're trained. So um, they do training, you know, outside of the state of Michigan, they go to a lot of training in Grand Rapids. We do in-house training, they do online training because you can do everything. You can have the greatest customer service in the world. You can have the most beautiful building. But if you get people in and your technicians can't fix their car, you're done. Yeah. And that, and that's, I mean, it's very true being able to have that technician that, that understands and is able to associate what the customer's complaint is and then, and then follow through with the repair. And, and you're exactly right. That requires training. Um, mm-hmm. 
and, and technicians, I think that's something that sadly overlooked is the value of, of that technician getting, getting training and being trained on, on what they're getting ready to fix. So you're the business manager, but your husband has worked in the shop and been worked in that facility for several years now. Uh, his dad started it. And, and I would say that you, you're consider you as, as the owner, part of the owner, uh, co-owner, right. uh, how important now we had uh judy zimmerman i don't know if you're familiar with her or not but she was the i am shop owner of the year last year at apex and mm-hmm. honored by women in auto care and i i so enjoyed our conversation me and her had as, on the podcast and some of the things that she brought out i hadn't really thought about not that i was sexist about it but i didn't realize that people looked at a female shop owner in a different way so so you being a female and you and your husband operating this business successfully what what are some of the things what's important why is it important for females to be in this industry or to be a, a shop owner well I, I think it's actually a really interesting question because you look at the people walking in our door 50 percent of them are women and the automotive repair facilities for the most part this has just been a man's world and it's 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 interesting because I think women just bring a different viewpoint to we bring a different viewpoint to everything because we think differently. And I think some of the strongest businesses are the ones that have both a man and a woman in them because we look at them. There's there's two sets of eyes looking at things differently. And I think that when a woman walks into your business and she sees another woman there, whether she's working behind the counter or she's working out in the shop or, you know, working in an office there, I think that there's a different comfort level there. Because to me, and I have to admit, even before I worked here, because my husband was here and everyone that worked here was a man, and I just never really even thought of it as someplace that I would work. And so um, when I started working in automotive, I realized that it really was was set up for men. And that came out completely wrong. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, it was. I mean, it's been male-dominated for so many years. And, and I think that tide is changing a little bit in the last uh, last 10 years. I, and I agree with you. And I actually have been fortunate enough to, I've talked to Judy and I've talked to a bunch of other women. The women in auto care, I think when you go to one of the conferences and you see the women that are there and you realize that they are changing automotive repair and automotive in general for the better, because we just have a different way of looking at things. And it's not a better way, it's just a different way. And I think that when you have a woman in the shop, you're going to have um, a, a different way that you speak to people. Women talk to, to each other differently than men do. And that's something that when I started working in the, in the front, at the front counter and I was working as a service writer sometimes, um, my husband would kind of laugh because I would have a conversation with a woman and I would get the information that I needed, but we would segue off into kids or shopping or whatever else was going on in the world. And, and men have a tendency to be very pointed at the conversation, trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to fix this, what's going on, and answering all the questions. And so I just think having women, I think having women out 
and the shop and having them work on vehicles, I think having them at the front counter, I just think it makes it makes it a lot more inviting place when you see a female when you walk in the door. Yeah, and and having attended last year with Technician Academy, uh, we were fortunate enough to win three awards at the Women in Auto Care presentations last year at Apex, and ha- having the ability to go to that meeting and and just see the professionalism of the women that are that are operating business in the automotive industry now and and seeing how that industry or that side of the industry is is growing uh having the female that is actually taking charge and you know in control of, of a business that prior to 10 years ago was was male dominated and and i, I think it's a great great thing i you know uh, like you said 50 percent uh of your customers that come in are women and i think the last national survey that i looked at 65 percent of the repair uh whenever the customer agrees to the repair 65 percent of them are women so uh, having that face that female face to to along with i mean look at your pod i mean your uh, website you know it, it, the waiting room waiting area is is warming and and comfortable and having a female face i think is extremely important yeah and it's interesting it's interesting as an industry that we and i should say that some people think that women don't belong in automotive because there's no i don't understand that at all they're every place else why wouldn't they be in an automotive shop? Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I went to college, been several years ago now, but uh, there was a lady there I went to college with. Um, she was undoubtedly probably one of the top 10 technicians that I've ever met in the last 35 years. Uh, she was just, wow. she could look at it, and, and she had the talent. Uh, in fact, i very familiar with the, university private university here that does auto has automotive program and uh the women that come through that automotive program uh one of the ones that graduated two years ago now was recruited directly to audi um audi come in and said hey we we want you to work for us and uh she actually turned him down uh she she wanted to be out in the bay for a while before she went onto the the uh, OE side. So, uh, but you know, I, I think there's a lot of room for women to move into this industry. You know, obviously, depending on what you're working on. I mean, and, and don't mean anything bad by this, but you know, if you're working on a, a uh, Kenworth over the road truck, well, maybe some of the weight of that stuff is isn't feasible. But I mean, in your position and as technicians, I I think there's a lot of room for female into this industry. So. With that being said, why is this industry not attract the females? You know, I think there, there's actually a bigger question there because I think we, we're all talking about the technician shortage. And I think the problem that we have is we have an image issue. And so you have an industry that has not necessarily been female friendly, but you also have an industry that just doesn't have people that see it as a viable career choice. And I I think it's an interesting question when people say, you know, why would women be in there? I think it's not a gender issue. I have no technical ability whatsoever. It has nothing to do with the fact I'm a woman. I just, my brain doesn't work that way. I work with a lot of people that are incredible technicians, and that's because it's what they love, and that's just how they learn. And I think the biggest thing we have to do is we have to improve the... um, 
how people look at automotive. They have to be able to look at it and think, I want my child to go into this. You know, this is something not everybody is meant to go to college for four years or for two years. And I think that one of the biggest things that we're not doing in this country is we're not identifying what innate abilities people have. And we're not letting people use those. And and we obviously need them. If you talk to anybody outside of even the automotive industry, construction, um, electricians, plumbers, everybody that's in the trades is looking for employees because we've moved so far away from that. So I think it really comes down to to letting people see that the automotive industry is an incredible place to have a career. You can make a very good living. You can find a lot of enjoyment in your job. And we need to move away from, and I and I really don't like this term at all, but we really need to move away from the whole idea of the grease monkey because people get caught up in the, you know, well, I wouldn't want my daughter or son to work in that because of the way that people view the automotive industry. So I think... I think it starts with us. I think it starts with the shop owners, and I think it starts with the technicians that are already in the field. And I think that we have to show a lot of respect for the job, and we have to, um, you know, let people know how we feel about that. If you have a son or a daughter that's in high school and they really like to work with their hands and they and they like taking things apart and seeing how they work. It's interesting to me that we push people towards, which obviously we need a lot of them, but you, a lot of kids are pushed towards engineering if, if they kind of have this ability. But not everybody's meant to be an engineer. And why is it that we have kids that are going into engineering and we have people that would be fixing the cars that those engineers are designing and there's not the same respect for that. So to me, that gets to be a little confusing because, and it's the same thing with women in, in automotive. There's a lot of women engineers. They're designing the vehicles that our technicians are working on. So you can have women on both sides of that. Very well said. I And I, uh, I, I've been fortunate over the last eight years to be able to go into several community college automotive programs across the nation. And that's something I always tell them. We are not the grease monkey anymore. Uh, we're not that image that, uh, you know, we got a rag hanging out of our back pocket. And, and uh, for lack of a better term, we're not Gomer Pyle anymore. Um, mm-hmm. we, we are far advanced past that. And you know, I remember early on talking to some college students that were getting ready to go out in the industry, and I said, you know, how do you feel about this industry? Well, you know, I'm, I really enjoy doing what I do, but he said, and I remember one in particular, he said, you know, he said, I, I'm i a little concerned when someone asks me what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, and I really, at that time, was like, wow, that's... Uh, that's sad, you know. He, and and the and the student was very good. I mean, he was at the top of his class, uh, very very smart individual. But uh, you know, he was a little embarrassed by being in automotive, and uh, that, we shouldn't have that. We're working on eighty thousand dollar computers that are on four wheels, and and uh, we need to take pride in that. Extremely important. Yeah. So yeah, it is, and I. Go ahead. No, and I I agree with you 100%. I think that the technicians that I have, we actually had this conversation uh, during one of our shop meetings, and, and it was interesting because we've talked about how 
if they have pride in their job, and if somebody refers to them as a mechanic, um, they'll correct them and say, I'm an automotive technician and say the same thing you just said. I work on computers on wheels. Most of the time I'm on a laptop or using some type of a scanner. I do, you know, they still are using tools and everything, but the tools are changing along with the cars. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I started 30, 30 plus years ago, you could expect to get dirty, um, greasy. Uh, we were, we were pulling heads off of engines to do a valve job at 35, 40,000 miles. So it, it was a dirty job. It was a heavy job, hot job. And today when you walk into the repair shops and and i would say that from our discussion and from what i see with your website this would be a true statement there's not really a lot of that work going on there's there's technicians on laptops and scanners and and doing some voltage tests and 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 occasionally depending on where the sensor's at or, or whatever they're working on they may have to get a little dirty but it's not near the industry it used to be that the image and i the image that is out there now is 35 years old um, so we need to improve that. Yeah. So, and, and I've mentioned some of the things, but what do you feel that your shop does to separate itself from the competition? Because I'm sure in Grand Rapids, Michigan, you're not the only repair shop. We are not. And we are fortunate. There's a lot of fantastic shops in our area. Um, I think one of the things that we did early on is I, it, I went to a lot of marketing classes and a lot of advertising and that type of thing early on. And one of the things that someone said that really resonated with me was not everyone is your customer. So figure out who your customer is. And we all want to believe that we are the shop for everyone. I think that's just natural. We, we want to be everybody's shop. But the reality is, is you're not. So one of the things that we decided is that we we're going to really focus on training. We were going to continue working on the imports that we did and make sure that we had the training and also the tooling that our technicians would never have to stop a job because we didn't have the things available that they needed. So that was one part of it. And the second part was really just the customer service. Um, We're just really focused on making people comfortable when they come in. We like to take the time to explain to them, you know, what the repair entails, what the maintenance entails, and just make sure that they walk out feeling comfortable with with what we're going to do with their vehicle because it's not our car and it's not our money. It's theirs. And that we want, it's, it's just very important to us that they understand that we understand that. Um, and I think that um, that's probably the biggest thing is the customer service that we really have focused on. And, and we've really trained on it. I mean, talking to people, and, and speaking the language that they speak, making sure that we're not using too much um, terminology that they don't understand, because the world is different now. You know, guys used to go into the garage with their dad on the weekends and work on their car, and they knew a lot of the terminology for cars. And now that's not necessarily true. So I think that there's, there's this um, vision, too, that it's a woman that's coming in and she doesn't know anything about cars. But the reality is, is a lot of the guys coming in, they don't know anything about cars either. And, and they'll admit it and say, I, I know nothing about this. So I think that's part of our job working in automotive is is kind of getting past that idea that we're trying to cheat you. We're trying to take advantage of you. We're going to throw a bunch of terminology at you that you're not going to understand and you're going to walk away confused. So I, I like to think that that's the one thing that we've 
really focused on hopefully that makes a difference with our customers. So, so you might say educating your customer. Uh, yeah. I mean, looking at some of the stuff on your, on your website, and I keep referring back to it because I think it's exceptional, but I, you know, educating your customer on what you do is extremely important. Uh, you mentioned one thing early on uh, during a discussion prior to this about when you first started, you, you mentioned marketing in, in just a minute ago, and when you first started, the main thing was determining how your yellow page ad was to look. Can you expand on that a little bit and how it's changed into today? Um, gosh, you know what? There are so many platforms now to reach out to people that it, to me sometimes it's mind-boggling. Um, we really, I guess the best description for what we've done is we've decided that with our, with our website, that's kind of the first step to meeting us, I think is the best way to describe that. So we've put some information on there. Hopefully you get to know a little bit about what we do, a little bit about us individually and as a company. And then, um, one of the things that we did with our social media is with, um, Twitter and with Facebook and with Instagram is we kind of have fun with it. Um, We have a tendency to really like food here and we like jokes and that type of thing. And so we've kind of, while being informational, we like to make sure that people know what's going on in our shop and if there's any specials or there's anything that we think that they need to know Um, or just, you know, maintenance on their cars. We, if we have a mouse nest and it's done a lot of damage or whatever, that's something we might post a picture of that and just kind of describe what happened. So um, that's a lot of what we've done along with different community things, you know, sponsoring different things that are happening in our area. So we just use social media, I guess, as a way to reach out to our customers because the thing is, too, is I mean, a lot of people have seen all the different, um, like Facebook has an older demographic and Instagram has a younger demographic and you have Snapchat and you have all these different things. And I think you have to use each one differently. And that requires a, some reading and some going to classes and that type of thing to figure out how does this fit into my business? Because I think the biggest thing is making sure that what you're doing out in social media and your marketing reflects who you really are. If you try to be, if you try to, to sell yourself differently than what you are, I think that that's when it, and it gets to be tough. So I think really staying true to yourself and your marketing is probably the best way to, to have yourself out in the marketplace. Very, very good. Yeah, and, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's, it's extremely important. A customer needs to see the same person that they expect to see from the website uh, or, or the same right. shop. So you've been there 17 years. Your husband's been there longer than that. Uh, as shop owners, what, what kind of goals do you have for the future? You know, I think looking at all of the things that are happening out in the automotive world right now, really our goal is to continue to make sure that we're prepared for the vehicles that are going to drive into our base. That's the biggest thing. So um, really paying attention to the tools that we have and making sure that we're all trained is really, really important. And I think that that is our biggest goals. We're really paying a lot of attention to that, but um, just being prepared for the future because I think, you know, there's so much talk of all the innovations that are happening right now. I mean, you have, 
you know, the hybrids and you have all these different types of vehicles. And it seems like every time you turn around, they're coming up with something else. And I think as a shop owner, that really requires you to be adaptable and to make sure that you're spending some time reading, you know, whether it's the trade journals or things that are online and just really paying attention to what's happening in the marketplace. Because you, when your customer walks in the door, you need to be the expert. And if they're bringing information to you, maybe that you didn't know, um, there's nothing ever wrong with saying, I don't know anything about that. But then it's your responsibility at that point to learn about it and to find out what you can. So I think that's just really our focus is just making sure we stay on top of everything that's happening right now. And and there is quite a few things changing. I mean, with, uh, you know, telematics and connected car, hybrid, electric. So you, you talked about your technicians I mean, I'm sure that you've got them or they're going to, to training for these things. Uh, what's, is there any, do you have a technician that wants to focus on one particular thing? Um, we've had them kind of, we do like a divide and conquer sometimes with, we try to make sure everybody's trained on everything, but we've had some that have gone to some hybrid classes in electric. Um, we all went to a class on telematics. We've had, you know, some gone to some different things at conferences on the connected cars. And even in the with the women in auto care, they've brought in some fantastic speakers that have talked about a lot of these different things. So um, I, I feel like, you know, it's important that you get the education and you make sure that you have people in place in your business that, um, you know, like one of our technicians is really is interested in the hybrid and electric. So he's gone to a couple of classes, but he's also done a lot of reading on his own too. Mm-hmm. So, because he's really committed, but um, yeah, I, you know, there's so many changes right now. It seems like every time you turn around, there's something new. And sometimes as a business owner, to be honest, you're like, all right, what's it going to be today? <laughs> what are we going to have to learn today? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you feel that, uh, I mean, being a member of women in auto care is really an advantage for you. You know, it is. The The interesting thing about women in auto care is uh, when I went the first time a couple of years ago, they really do, um, they do learning about yourself too. They've had brought in some different speakers And the first one I went to, and to be honest, I can't remember who the speaker was, but it was, um, I think it was on EQ. So it was just really interesting because we took tests online or quizzes online that kind of gave us some insight into how we thought and, and how we learned and our emotional quotient. But then it was interesting because when the speaker came in and I really learned a lot from it. And it was interesting because I was talking to one of my technicians about, um, you know, something like that. You're learning about yourself, but you also come back and bring it to the business. And they've done a really, I think they've done a fantastic job with that where they really, you spend some time thinking about how you think and you really are able to go back and take that into your business and you're a better employee, a better boss. So I think it's just a fantastic group. Yeah, and like I said, I was very impressed with the professionalism that I experienced out in Vegas last year. Um, You know, it's just, it's great to see that organization continue to grow. So, I mean, we've talked about some great things and and some ideas and some directions that you're going with with the business. But if I was to have a, a... let's say 500 high school students and uh, you were going to be the keynote speaker for those, what would you discuss with them? Well, I think 
one of the things that I used to share with my teenagers, which I'm sure that they loved hearing, but was follow your heart, but take your brain with you. And it really, it applies more to relationships, but I think it really applies with, when you're in high school and you're making big decisions because you hear a lot of, you know, follow your passion and do what makes you happy. And I think, I think that's really awesome. But then the other side of it is, is you're seeing a lot of people get out of college and have a degree and they can't find their place in the marketplace. They can't find where they feel like they fit in. And I think that when you're a high school student, it's really important to spend your time, spend some time reading and figuring out what you like and the way you learn and know yourself a little bit. But also, if you have the opportunity, do some job shadowing. Um, we've had some high school students that have come in here, and it's been a great opportunity for them to just see how a shop actually operates and what our technicians do for a day. And I think that's just really important to students because the other thing is, is you know, I if you would have asked me when I was 17 or 18 years old if I would have ended up working in an automotive automotive shop, I don't even I don't even know that I would reply. I would just stand there looking at you, thinking, no, I don't I you know cars are not my thing but it's turned into being something that I really love I love the industry um you know I I'm still not really a car person but I'm really passionate about the industry mostly because of the people that are involved in it so I think that would be my biggest thing the biggest the biggest piece of advice you can give to a high school student is Really think about what you like doing. And if you can turn it, if you can take your passion and you can turn it into a way to make money, then do that. But really, really look at what you're doing and make sure that it's something that you can turn a career. You can turn into a career that you can make some money because we, you know, we all have things that we have hobbies and things that we enjoy doing, but you can't necessarily monetize that. Well, that's very good words. And I think, you know, uh, being able to say that to, and I think a lot of our high school students need to hear that. You know, we think about this automotive industry and, and it's just the technician. Well, in your situation, you're in the automotive industry, you enjoy it, but you don't work on cars physically. Um, there is so many positions within this industry that I think is another thing that's overlooked that uh, we need to talk to these students about. I agree. So I, I've kept you away from your customers for, for a while now, and maybe I've dearly enjoyed the conversation. Uh, you know, some, some things that you brought out, that again, makes me think about, you know, how the industry needs to look at change. And... Uh, so I just got a few more questions here. And one of them is, do you have any hobbies other than being at the shop? <laughs> I do. Um, I, I love to travel with my husband. I love to hike. And um, I, I like to read and grow things. That's pretty much my hobbies. Well, that's... And spend time with my kids. I have three kids, so I always okay. enjoy spending time with them. What are their ages? If you don't mind me asking. They are, oh, not at all, 28, 27, and 25. Any of them show interest in the shop? Yes. Actually, my 25-year-old, Cameron, um, he he actually is one of the service advisors. So he's a technician and moved into a service advisor position. And he's been here, I think, five years he's been here full time. So I am very fortunate. I get to work with my husband and my son every day. Yeah. Uh, so... 
Cameron, he he's a millennial, uh, and we, we have all kinds of discussions out there in the industry right now about how to <laughs> how to approach the millennials, how how to to tailor our business towards what the millennials need or want. Uh, do you find him providing suggestions in in that? I do. Yes, he is. He is definitely um, very willing to give his opinion on things, which is awesome for our business because Jeff and I are baby boomers, and the way that we do things, um, you know, is is different than the millennials want to have them done. And so he's been invaluable in the business. Um, so it, it worked out really well, and it's neat to watch him work. It's neat to watch him talk to customers. Um, so that's something as a, as a parent and a business owner, that's something that has been really great for us. Definitely. There's got to be some pride with that. So yeah, I congratulate you on that. Um, one other thing, if you have an open bay in your garage at home, what kind of car, what kind of vehicle you want in? (laughs) Oh, you know what? I like Volvos a lot. I think I'm on my fourth or fifth Volvo. So I have Volvo XC70 wagons. That's what I've been driving forever. Um, but I have been reading everything I can about the XC90s. I have not yet driven one because I'm afraid if I drove it from the dealership that I might not bring it back and you get in big trouble for that. <laughs> so <laughs> so that is what I would have in my driveway. And maybe someday. Yeah. Not in the market for a car right now, but I'm going to keep my eye on those. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We all have one of those cars that we, we really like and want to want to put in the garage. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, I, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your time away from your customers. And, and I commend you on, on what you're doing and, and the way you're operating the business. Uh, you and Jeff have got a successful future, I believe, uh, especially with your son Cameron coming up. So I congratulate you on that. And I really appreciate your time and your insight as a a female in this industry. I think it's extremely important that our listeners think about that. And and as this industry changes to, to think about how we, we recruit more people, not just, as you said, not just females, but into the industry and change our image. So I, I'm going to kind of give this last to you is what's your closing ideas? What, what do you want someone to, to believe and, and understand from this conversation we've had? I think the biggest thing I would want people to take from it is just just how awesome the automotive industry is, that the people that are involved in this industry are very passionate about it, whether they're technicians and they love cars or whether it's somebody like me who's a business owner and, um, you know, doesn't actually work on cars. And I think, you know, cars aren't going anyplace. We are always going to need people that work in this industry. And I think that if we just raise it up to the level where people see it as a viable career, that it's just going to be, it's going to be fantastic for businesses. It's going to be fantastic for the people that we employ. Yeah. And I want to encourage any listener that's in the Grand Rapids area or traveling through the Grand Rapids area. And if you need some auto repair, look up Barry Knoll Automotive Center uh, in Grand Rapids. And and I think you guys will take great care of them. Uh, So yeah, I encourage that. And like I said, Debbie, I Thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it. And uh, I wish you a great day and a a great week. You too, Richard. And thank you. I really appreciate it. And I also really appreciate your insight. And I look forward to seeing more on your website. Well, thank you. And are you going to have the luxury to be able to go out to the uh, Apex show? 
I unfortunately am not going to be able to this year. Okay. But I follow it on Facebook and everything else. So it's great <laughs> to see everybody out there and having a great time. And it's just awesome. Well, we, uh, with Technician Academy, we're in the process right now of putting in our uh, our applications for uh, different awards that we're approaching there in the Women in Auto Care Association. So uh, I think we'll be able to be out there. I think I'll, hopefully we'll be on the podium accepting some of those awards. So, But yeah, I, again, I thank you for your time. I thank you for being a member of the Women in Auto Care uh, and the future that that brings. And I uh, wish you and your family the best. Thank you. Great. Thank you very much, Richard. Uh-huh. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Technician Academy podcast brought to you by Extend Performance. Don't forget to visit us online at technician.academy. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Technician.academy, built to educate.